Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Healing Insight. Healing Insight is an acupuncture and holistic medicine clinic on Grand Avenue in St. Paul, Minnesota. Owner Senya May and her team of practitioners can help patients with everything from anxiety to pain relief to fertility and so much more. Now, I've personally been seeing Senya for several years, and I'm now part of her membership program, which means I have a standing monthly appointment. Each month, we decide together which areas of my health to focus on. Sometimes it's an energy boost. Sometimes it's more acute, like sinus issues. Other times we focus on boosting immunity. Several of my family members go to Healing Insight, and I really do credit Senya as being a huge part of how I'm able to balance work, family, and other projects, and overall, the most important part, maintain good health. Now, Senya can also help you work through many health issues over Skype or Zoom calls. And Senya was also our featured guest on one of our most listened to episodes episodes of Best to the Nest. It's episode 25, simply titled Anxiety. I really encourage you to download that episode if you haven't already and go to HealingInsightOnline.com. That's HealingInsightOnline.com to find out more about Senya and her team. I'm Elizabeth Reese. I'm Marjorie Pennant. And this is episode 113 of Best to the Nest, the podcast that is all about creating strong, comfortable, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. The theme today, Marjorie Punnett, for everything, there is a season. <laughs> Boy, yes, there is. We're in quite a season right now. <laughs> Apparently, we're in flu season. <laughs> That's the season we're in. We're COVID in COVID-19 season. season, yeah, which yeah. seems a lot worse than flu season. And yeah. But along the lines of seasons, we have a guest today who, those of you who know Best to the Nest, you know her and you love her, and we're really excited to have her back because we are talking about seasons and the change of seasons and how we can really adjust things in our lives to live in harmony with those seasons so that our health, our wellness, our mental health, all of those things sort of just make the shift throughout the year that they need to be making. I love that. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, So our guest today is Senya May, and I think we should just bring her right in. Senya May is a licensed acupuncturist and traditional Chinese medicine practitioner. Her clinic is called Healing Insight in St. Paul. I was just there yesterday. It helps people with everything from fertility to pain relief. She is a frequent guest on Twin Cities Live, and she also joined us for episode 25 of Best to the Nest for an episode called Anxiety. And Marjorie, you, of course, remember that has been one of our most downloaded episodes ever of Best to the Nest because I think the topic and the conversation resonated with so many people. Senya, we're so happy to have you here. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. I think that listeners need you guys more than ever right now. Oh, Senya. Well, Well, we need you, and we are so happy that you're here. We also want to just say a really exciting shout-out that Senya and Healing Insight is our brand-new sponsor of Best to the Nest. Mm -hmm. Senya believes in the mission so much that she wanted to support us, and we're just so 
thrilled and we couldn't be more grateful. And I just think that the fit of you with our podcast is so organic and authentic and beautiful. So we're really delighted about that, Sanya. And in a, oh, I'm so I'm so excited too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just wonderful, and I so love talking to you the on episode 25, and I think it's so important to start this episode with just a. We'll start a little bit by talking about anxiety. I am feeling it around me. I'm still reporting into work, and so I'm seeing people every day. And there is a high level of anxiety. Is is there anything? that you want to say to people to help mitigate where many people are right now, whether they're at home or they are an essential worker and they're still reporting it to work, what would your advice be? My, I think my advice right now is, is for people to take a really deep breath and feel their feet again and hmm. try to listen to that voice inside of them and what, it, what that voice is telling them, not the fearful message that's going on in our brain and all the messages we're getting from outside of us, but rather what are we feeling like we need to do right now to take care of ourselves and the people who we love in our life? And if we can focus on that, that gives us control again. That makes us grounded and centered in our life again, rather than panicking about everything in the world, because we can't change everything in the world. We can't control it. We don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of uncertainty. It's very unsettling. But we can connect to ourselves and listen to what we feel like we need to be doing right now. And you know what? And that can change by the minute or by the day or by the hour. But if we keep coming back to that voice inside of us and say, what do I, what do I need to do today? That is going to help us to keep our anxiety under control and keep us grounded again. Senia, I think that is such good advice. And even as you said that, Marjorie, I don't know if you felt this, but when she said, feel your feet again, because when I, yeah, when I experience anxiety and I know that it can be different for everyone, but I, I do feel like this is sort of a common feeling. And tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel it in my chest. Like I can mm-hmm. feel it in my sternum and I can feel the pressure and it feels like a weight on there. And when you say, Senia, just feel your feet again, it feels like it almost is just, I have this ability to distribute the anxiety throughout my body better. Does that make sense? It does to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yes. And instead of, cause, cause when you feel that in your chest or if it's in your brain, wherever it might be, we focus all of our energy on that. And if you're, if you're doing some targeted healing, then it's very good to be feeling that and focusing on that area. But most of the time, we're not doing targeted healing. We're just spiraling. And so if you can take a deep breath, if you can feel down to your feet, you can feel the, the earth supporting you again, mm. then you're right. It distributes that energy through your whole body and it allows it to flow better so that you can think and feel more clearly. Wow. And I think this is such an important time. And this goes back to why Elizabeth and I have always felt strongly about Best to the Nest. This has been our mission for 113 episodes, is to make your home and the relationships that you you have as strong as they can be. And I think it's at a time like this when you realize doing that kind of work, when you come into crisis, then it's a support system as opposed to a drain or something that's anxiety-inducing. Because the last thing any of us needs right now is our home to be anxiety-inducing. And so I love that idea of think about what you need to do today 
And I think that's particularly good advice for people as they're, I mean, just even aside from the fears about the virus, I think people, the other anxiety, obviously, now is job loss. You can talk mm-hmm. about the markets, but really for most people, it's what's much closer, which is, am I going to have a job? What will I do if I lose my job? And I think with your advice, Senya, of what can you do today? You can love your children today. Mm-hmm. You can make your children feel safe today. You can make sure that you mm-hmm. have food in the refrigerator today. And mm-hmm. obviously, I think we all are mindful of our work environments and trying to make sure that we do the work that's being asked of us. But I like that idea of centering mm-hmm. back to what can I do for my family, my relationships, my home. It is interesting mm-hmm. how I think you're right, Marjorie, that the fear of this and, and we should mention, you know, we're recording this on Friday, March 20th. OK, and I, I and I don't often say the date, but I am doing that the last couple of episodes because you know, it's important to note how things can change in every minute and things are different in every state right now. Yep. But how it looks is that things are going to get harder before they get easier yep. when it mm-hmm. comes to this COVID-19 at this point that we're having this conversation. And mm-hmm. I think you're right. A lot of us have much more of a fear. I mean, I, I don't necessarily fear this virus as much as I fear all of the other things that are coming along with our complete society shutdown. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And And I think... And I think that plays into a second point that I find really helpful for anxiety because it's something I've dealt with a lot in my life. And that is, I think it's really important to have a good plan B. And oh, so, because yeah. the, the anxiety comes from a fear of the future, yeah. not a fear of right now, but of the future. And so if you can have a plan B for the future, then that can make you feel more settled. So. Doing something very little can like to, to make steps towards that. If you're worried about losing your job, okay, then you know what? Spend 20 minutes, go online, learn about unemployment, and see what you would take in order for you to apply for that. And at what point would you be eligible for that? Yeah. So that you have well, the information. That's great um, advice. Don't 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 spend all day doing that. I know it's just 20 minutes. Okay, don't spend all day. Senia's good with her boundaries. I love that. I like this. I like this. That's right. Talk with your significant other, if you have one, about your finances. Okay, where can we cut back if we need to? What sort of changes might we need to make so that you can you can be you can start wrapping your head around it a little bit? And my, in fact, my husband and I had a conversation last night. We're like, okay, well, what if this? What if everything goes down? All right, here's what here's here's where we would move. Here's where we would want to spend our time. Here's what we could cut out. Here's the things that we love in our life that we want to keep there. Mm -hmm. Like we're huge cyclists. Like, okay, well, we might not be able to go on a big bike adventure, but we're going to keep biking every day, and we'll just go on a bike adventure here in Minnesota. So identifying what's really important to you and the things that you're afraid of losing and having a plan B for, okay, worst-case scenario, what would I do here? And again, don't focus on the worst case scenario, but have that that plan B so that you feel a little bit more, it's a little bit less unknown of what can happen, what will happen if things change significantly. I love that you're saying that because I actually woke up at four o'clock this morning and I'm usually a pretty good sleeper. I usually don't wake up at four o'clock in the morning and I I was spiraling a little bit. And that's, I think, a really Mm -hmm. pertinent word right now because I think that's where a lot of people find themselves. And I was spiraling because... I'm not, my family is in different places. And so I have two sons in Chicago living in two separate apartments and then a husband in Kansas. So we're all in different places. Mm -hmm. And so what's bringing me anxiety is what if they get sick? 
What if I can't care for them? And I was in that spiral for a good half hour until I decided, okay, no, you have to make a plan. Check in with the kids. Make sure they know where their closest urgent care center is. Make sure they know where their Mm -hmm. hospital is. I know they have sick supplies because I nagged them to do that last week. (laughs) And just start having the, make sure that they have a plan B if they get sick. What's the family plan if somebody gets sick? Mm -hmm. Do we all stay in place? Do we find a way to get to each other? But just when I started to think about, okay, what's the plan? It did calm me down. Because then mm-hmm. I felt more in control of the situation that I find myself in. And so I think that's really good advice, Henya, is confront what is making you spiral. Stay in that moment for a bit. Figure out mm-hmm. the plan B and then get the heck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> just get the mm-hmm. heck out of there. I know, because if you sit in it all day or you keep oh. reading stuff. I mean, my husband just said to me this morning, I can't read anything. I can't listen to anything. And I said, then right. just don't today. Yes. Just don't. You know, just take a break. And you just don't have to right. because he's home. He's working from home and he's there and and he's by himself. And he's just yes. kind of going, oh, uh, uh, what am I learning uh, all day, all day? But uh, this is this is a season. This is a season yes. in our life. This is not going to last forever. That's another thing no. that I just keep reminding myself, Senya, is this idea that this is not, we keep talking about the new normal, the new normal at work. That's a common phrase around my yep. workplace and yep. I kind of want to stop saying it because I want to go <laughs> this is not my new normal this is my temporary normal yes right oh please right. would you yes because that's what everybody I hear that everywhere and I don't want that I don't want this to be the new normal <laughs> well, let's make it temporary this is, this is temporary this is a transition <laughs> okay good I'm yeah. com- more comfortable with that so Sonia let's yeah. talk and, about and there will oh go ahead there will be there will be a new normal this isn't it what we're in okay. right now, the spiraling, the fear, the anxiety, the shutdowns, this isn't the new normal. This is a transition into what the new normal is going to be. And we don't know what that's going to be and where it is. So, you know, or when that, or exactly when that's going to happen. Yeah. But there may be some beautiful things that come into the new normal. The transitionary yeah, normal, I think we'll be happy to say goodbye to. But you got to feel yes. the feels. <laughs> and you have to, you have to live yeah. through the uncomfortable to get through to the comfortable again. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that it yeah. goes. Yeah. So, Sunny, I do want to talk about this idea of changing of seasons, though, because in the midst of all of this, spring has sprung, my friends. Yes. <laughs> I joked yesterday on Twin Cities Live that spring, uh, the first day of spring is a consistent disappointment in Minnesota. <laughs> Every and, I, and I will just say, just for everybody out there, in Arizona, spring is never a disappointment. It's never a disappointment. And I'm not saying that to rub it in. I'm just saying there is a place in the world where it's sunny and the flowers are blooming. And it's quite, quite lovely here as I walk on the street by myself. By yourself, yes. yes. That's I, I am Will Smith and I am legend. It's very odd. <laughs> so, Senya, you believe, and I know this comes from your training in traditional Chinese medicine, that seasons and the change of seasons are an important time for us to take a look at all sorts of things that are going on with our health and our wellness. So what does this mean to you and what does spring mean to our bodies? Yeah, well, spring, this is actually perfect because spring is a time of transition. Ah. And it's not like winter, like winter is a time of hunkering down, right? But Mm -hmm. spring is inherently a time of transition from that deep introverted time of the winter into the very extroverted, social, energetic time of the summer. Oh. And, And in that transition, there is often discomfort. Because as we're moving from one place to another, one state to another, 
it can be if, if we have any issues that are impeding us, if we have any, any physical problems, if we're having any emotional hangups. As we're transitioning, those things are going to come up and be need to brought to light in order to resolve them to move on into the next season. Wow, so we have some interesting stuff to resolve to move on to the next season. You know, this was a big change of season to talk to you. <laughs> Just FYI, when we originally planned this conversation, Senya, we did not have this COVID-19 <laughs> thing in mind. We were thinking it would be a little bit more simple, but at the same time, I actually yeah. think that this topic is even more important now and bringing that up is more important now. So what kinds of things do we need to be focusing on and thinking about as we transition into spring in particular. Mm-hmm. So because it's, so in Chinese medicine, this is really the time of the liver. And the liver helps us transition through things. So we want our liver to be as clean and as healthy as possible. And so we need to transition from eating those heavy, hard to digest foods, those like meat and potatoes. We need to transfer into eating more green vegetables, soups and lighter, lighter things, doing more broth-based soups having some fish rather than all heavy, heavy meat. Because Hmm. we want to free up some energy for our liver so it's not super congested processing all of these things. And then it can help to detox our body and move us through into the springtime. Oh, I love that. And this is a good time to be eating fresh produce because one of the news stories I think that people will be hearing about is farmers will be struggling because they will have a lot of produce because of all of the restaurants not functioning as they usually do. So there should be, Mm -hmm. I'm hoping, an abundance of fresh fruits and vegetables. So that's interesting. Right, right. And so this is a great time to stock up on a lot of those fresh fruits and vegetables, especially the greens, and do a detox right now. I mean, maybe not right now, this week, but preparing for one in the next month. Because if you are going to be home and you are going to have access to more fresh food than you would if you were going to work every day. It's a really good time to start eating lighter and, and, and detox your liver and your body. So when you oh. think about a detox, Sonia, what does that mean for you? Does that mean, like, are we talking three-day green juice cleanse, this is what we do, or are you a little bit more middle of the road than that? Yeah, I tend to recommend doing a three or four weeks for a detox because I think we need that amount of time to truly reset our organs. So three days can give you just a, a, a like a brief reset, but I really like to do a three to four week cleanse because that gives your organs enough time to flush out. It helps to clear out your intestines. It helps you to feel renewed. It's not just about clearing everything out, but also replenishing and rejuvenating your energy so that you feel bright and hopeful and light again. Okay, I've never done a cleanse. So when you say a three to four week cleanse, What does that really mean? Is that juices for three to four weeks or just a different way of eating for three to four weeks? Well, you can kind of do it whatever is going to work best for you. So I'm not a dogmatic person. This is the only way that you can do this. But a typical cleanse when I'm doing one with somebody is you're eating a lot of, like, mostly vegetables. You're eating some fruit. You're eating a little bit of pseudo-grains like legumes or quinoa, maybe halfway through you add meat back in, and then you're also eating healthy fats. And so all those really support your body's system. You can, I don't I don't usually do juice cleanses just because it ends up being a lot of sugar, and I want people to right. get fiber from their food. Yeah. Americans right. do not get enough fiber. So, mm-hmm. you know, a three-day juice cleanse, that's fine, but if you're doing three weeks, you better be getting that fiber, or you're going to get stopped up, and that does not help the detox process. That's such an interesting thought. I did not think about I told Elizabeth last week that one of the things that when all of this passes, when COVID-19 passes, and it will, I want to come out of this 
being more fit, more organized, and more generous. Those are, that's the mantra that runs mm-hmm. through my head every day. Is that's what I want. When I look back, that's who I want to be coming out of this. I didn't mm-hmm. think about a cleanse in that way, but that's a really interesting idea as a transition. When we talk about spring is the transition, if we do have an abundance of leafy vegetables and fruit and things that are coming into the grocery stores, and I'm not sure that's going to happen, but let's let's say it is, this mm-hmm. would be an interesting time for people to really sort of retune their bodies so that when mm-hmm. this passes in three to four weeks or six weeks or whatever it's going to be, they mm-hmm. feel that they have taken such good care of themselves with intention, mm-hmm. which a lot of times we can't do that with intention with our busy schedules and running off to work. So for the people that are home, you're exactly right. This might be a time to think about doing something like that in a really healthy mm-hmm. way. I love that idea, right. it, Sonia. Yeah, and it's something that you can control, right? Because you can yep. control what you're eating every day then. Yeah. And there's so much we can't control right now. So that's that can be very reassuring. Well, and guys, I mean, you can't go sit down at a restaurant and eat a bunch of stuff and drink a bunch of beer. So (laughs) I mean, you don't really have the excuse of like, well, I have three happy hours planned and it's um, so-and-so's birthday party next week. So of course I'm going to be eating cake at the party. I don't know if if the world set you up to do a cleanse and have more control over your food. I would say that these types of circumstances would definitely qualify. Many fewer temptation. Yeah. <laughs> it's really and I, true. And I actually love the idea since what's been interesting to watch is the world is being cleansed. I have never seen so many windows being washed and hard surfaces being cleaned. And so while the world's getting cleansed, we might as well cleanse ourselves. Too. We might as well too. Okay. So Senia, mm-hmm. let's go a little bit bigger picture then when, so we've talked a lot about spring and kind of what to do in the spring as we transition. What happens, what do you see happen with people when they really start to live in harmony with the seasons? I mean, I think in some ways we live really seasonally. We, I think all of us kind of think of cozy sweaters in fall and we have certain traditions at certain times of the year. But in other ways, particularly with our food, I think we've gotten so disconnected with the seasons because we can kind of have anything we want at any season ever. So when you live in harmony with the seasons and you sort of take these things with your eating and your exercising and all these things, what happens to your life and your health? Well, it just becomes a lot more effortless. Yes. Because even though we're living inside and we feel like we have control over all of these things, nature still has a very strong influence on us. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it does. If, and if we, if we override nature, then that can create issues. If you're eating a lot of meat and potatoes right now, you're going to feel heavy and tired. But if you're eating the foods that are in season, like right now, it's, uh, it, the first things that come up are those, those little baby greens. Yeah. They're really yeah. bitter. And like asparagus. And, uh, you know, this, like if you ever do like CSA, where they're delivering food from the, directly from the farm, you get tons of Swiss chard and all these green leafy mm. vegetables. Yeah. Radishes. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. All very cleansing. They're, they're very bitter and they help to detox your body. And so if you're just eating what's in season, you're naturally going to get what your body needs at the time. And, and those, those are not foods that are, that are very ripe in the middle of winter. We need to be eating potatoes and squash in the winter, mm-hmm. and that's perfectly okay. So when we do that, life just becomes more effortless because we're following the natural flow and the natural rhythm of, of the universe, really. Okay. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's I really great. That so much. And that idea of just life becoming more effortless. 
Yes, I, you, you know, you audibly reacted to that, Elizabeth. I did <laughs> because I think I I'm in a season where things take a lot of effort. It's just yes. a lot. It, you know, I've got a lot on my plate with work and family and little kids and all these things, and it has felt. I don't know. I mean, for the last five years, like everything takes a lot of effort. It's okay to say it's hard, Elizabeth. It is. It's, hard. it's just it's hard. Really hard. And so when you say like things could be more effortless, it like makes me tear up because I think like, whoa, I could really use that. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's okay right. to say and it's hard. Yeah. It's hard for a lot of us. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Senny is in the same boat too. Tiny people. Oh, I am. Tiny you know, people are not I, effortless. I will tell not you both. <laughs> I will tell you both, as we speak of seasons, looking back, I can remember how tired I was in that season. And then a new one comes, and it's, it is it is beautiful. And you will both be there soon, but just remember to enjoy what you have right now because those little faces, it's hard to get that, that memory back. And so when you're feeling tired and overwhelmed and then it's just too hard, you are both in... I. I think one of the most special times of mothering, which is you just have these children that love you so purely and they're looking to you for everything. And that's why it feels hard. They're looking to you for everything, but then flip that on its side and say it this way. They're looking to me for everything. (laughs) That's kind of cool. So it, but it passes, but it is hard. Let's talk about to the other seasons, Senya, because you mentioned kind of going into this social part of summer. And I want to make sure that if you're listening to this at any time that you can pop in and go, oh, hey, it's summertime now or it's fall. So what are some of kind of the key things that you like people to think about then as we move into summer, into fall and into winter so that you're really just sort of, again, making your life more effortless and it's just sort of flowing from one thing to the next? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, as, as we move into summer, it's going to be more energetic, more social, more extroverted. And so it's important to start getting outside more in the spring to start to transition into that energy of the summer. And so where people are going outside to exercise right now, that's so perfect. Because in the summer, we really should be doing a lot of our exercise outside, getting lots of fresh air, building up our vitamin D, socializing. Summer is the time of the heart. It's about filling your heart energy up and whatever it takes to do that. That's what we want to focus on. If that's being with lots of friends, if that's having lots of barbecues, if it's going to the cabin, if it's going for big, long bike rides like I like to do. Like we want to be doing things that feed our hearts because that's what the season of summer is all about. Oh, my gosh. It makes me so happy. I know. (laughs) To think that that's coming. That's coming. The feed our heart. Mm -hmm. That's lovely. Okay. And then as we move into fall, what does fall feel like to you? Yes. So fall is another transition time, right? So now we're transitioning from the extroverted time of the summer to the introverted time of the winter. So now rather than having more energy, we're actually going to have less energy. It's time to start slowing down and it's time to start letting go and fall is the time of the lung. It's the season of the lung. And the lungs are, deal with grief and letting go. Hmm. And so it's a really important time to be looking at what do we need to let go in our life? What, what am I spending too much of my energy on? And I, I don't have as much energy now. So what can I let go of? Okay, what relationships have I been cultivating that are maybe not so good for me? You need to let go of those now. You need to release those because you're not going to have as much energy to deal with them in the winter. And if you 
address that in the fall time, then it's an easier transition. Because again, transition times, you can see a lot of discomfort and anxiety. But if you're practicing that process of letting go and cutting back, then it's less likely to have that anxiety because you're not trying to force everything into this tiny bit of energy that you have left. It's interesting as you're talking about these seasons, I was thinking about how years ago, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm making this seem more, more special than it was, but it seems in a time in the past that even work flowed more to the seasons, that there was a time where people really did take longer summer vacations for that connection mm-hmm. to feed their heart. And I think Minnesota beautifully has a very much a cabin culture. And if you think about that, how that really does flow with the season and how much when I moved to Minnesota and people would talk about their cabins, it was so deeply a part of their soul and their family history and all of those things. And I love that idea. If I had a company, I think I would try and reorient my company to the seasons as well in a really true way. Because as you talk about it again, that idea of being effortless, and not that work should be effortless, but it would be such a cool thing to think that work was acknowledging the flow of the human spirit in the same way. I totally love that idea, Marjorie. And I imagine what that could do for productivity, because I think you actually would be more productive if you were in line with the seasons. And if it was just understood that certain times of the year are focused on certain things. Yeah, and I think there's sort of a European sensibility to that still that a lot of Europe was, I mean, this is apart from COVID, would shut down in August. Yeah. So there's that, that acknowledgement of a season. And I, I love that idea. I, I it, In our new normal, can we put that in our new normal? 100%. And also okay. siestas. Yeah, Let's take it. siestas from the Spanish. <laughs> I've been lobbying for this for many, many years. Yes. It has yet to catch on here in the United States, but I feel like that's a good idea. The possibilities <laughs> of the new normal. They're very exciting. We are currently coming out of winter, though, so kind of hard to think about. But, Senia, when you... Think about winter and then that that energy situation and the meat and potatoes. What does winter give to us and what should we be focused on? So winter is a really, really, really important time to consolidate and rebuild our energy. So Hmm. we're supposed to cut out so many of the external energy that draw on us. And we're supposed to focus on, on building up our own energy and restoring ourselves. So staying inside, eating really healthy really deeply nourishing foods, doing more introspection, more more journaling, more deep yoga, whatever your spiritual practice might be, doing more of that and staying inside, staying inside yourself. And we want to be building up your energy during that time so that when spring and summer come, you're replenished. And you're like, all oh. right, I'm out of here. Get me out of this house. I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to go run. I just can't wait. I can't wait to see everybody. You know, we're really supposed to be shoring up that energy so that when the season does change to spring and summer, we have lots and lots of energy that we can put out there then. And if we don't, we're going we're gonna to be exhausted, right? Yeah. Like, I think part of the reason people are really anxious right now is they're really exhausted from overdoing it over the winter instead of resting. And so that's, if that's happening for you, then get some rest. Get some rest now. Do it now, especially if you are stuck inside. Get your rest now. Take naps. Watch TV. Go to bed early. If you didn't do it this winter and you're feeling anxious and frazzled, do it now. Replenish your body now. These are such good things. I mean, as you say this, it just, like, now this is another one of those episodes that I know I'm going to go back and listen to because I do listen to this podcast regularly. (laughs) 
I listen to my own podcast. Like, I don't know what hey. that, if that either says that this is a really great podcast or I'm a total narcissist, narcissist. and you can make your own judgments about that accordingly. I really like those ladies. I, they're so good. It's so funny. But, I like the idea of stay inside yourself. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt No, you. go ahead. Stay inside yourself. That That's going to stick with me all day. Stay inside yourself. Replenish yourself. That, I think that's a really important message, especially right now, Senya, because you're right. If you didn't do it before, you're kind of being forced to do it now. So make good use of the time. Mm-hmm. There are some things happening now, though, that are such, I almost feel like this is a little bit of of Mother Earth or the universe or God or whatever you want to say. I mean, sending us a little warning message that says that, there are some things that we need to shift about the way that we live. And I, I'm not going on so far to say as this is like God saying we have to be a certain way. But everything in life you can take as a message and sort of a learning opportunity. And this sort of forced slowdown and more time with our families and kind of focusing on the things that are really important. Those are sustainable values. And yes. when we're running and running and running and we're thinking about how much more can we have and how much more for us and just trying to numb the pain of every day instead of actually feeling it, it's not a sustainable way of life. And what, Senya, what you're talking about is a sustainable way of life. And I almost feel like we're being sort of forced into looking at the way we live and going, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely true. And it's a it's a very weird way to have it imposed on us. Yes, it's and terrible. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and I think I think some of our baser instincts are coming out as well. Like I mean people are starting to crack, right? Like, yes. okay, how do you how do you deal under supreme sure. pressure? I think we're starting to see it not just in individuals but in whole communities where people are really starting to, to feel all that pressure. But I do think that you're right. Like We need to be looking at what changes do we need to make here to make our lives more sustainable. And that can be a gift that comes out of this. And I think that the healthier we are, the stronger we are, the more we're taking care of ourselves, I think that we can weather that storm much more gracefully think we can come out on the other side a lot better as well. And that's, I think, a key word here is to come out of it gracefully and to come out of it stronger. And that takes mm-hmm. intention. And I think that's mm-hmm. one, of the, the, one of the reasons I'm so happy to be talking to you this morning is because I think what you're talking about is looking at the pace of your life and the season of your life with intention. And if, if there's anything that I think we would want to share with people is if we all look at our nests, if we all look at what are we doing, how are we acting, how are we treating our neighbors, how are we treating our family, that there really is an opportunity to make sure that your community, whether it be just your immediate family or your neighborhood, doesn't crack. That you're one of the neighborhoods, mm-hmm. that you're one of the families that responds to this gracefully, as you said. And I think that that takes so that takes the ability not to spiral. It takes the ability to not succumb to fear. It takes the ability to manage your own anxiety. And those are important things. And they're hard. They're hard. But Elizabeth, mm-hmm. and you were saying, you know, you don't want to make it seem like this is some somehow a divine message that we need to reorder our lives. But if we look at it individually, we all get those messages all the time, yes. whether it's a death in the family or it's a sickness in your family, or it's a job loss. We seem to be going through a lot together collectively, but these 
crisis as things is something that most people go through in a season of their life. This is just a collective mm-hmm. crisis, and I think if we could harness that power of collective crisis and lesson and how are we behaving, what could come of that if we do that in the most intentional, positive way? We're going through a crisis together. It's important mm-hmm. to remember that. Beautifully said, Marjorie. Beautifully said. And I will leave you with this. I told Jay today, you can't crack now because we got a long haul to go. <laughs> you crack now, what are we going to do later? Things haven't even gotten that bad. <laughs> Don't crack yet. It's too early. It's too early, Jay. Hang on. Oh, I think we're good. I think we can wrap there, Marjorie. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a review at Apple Podcasts. From Mel this morning, she said, I love, love, love listening to this podcast. I have a 12 and 15 year old and love perspective. I love the perspective, the positivity and laughter I get from you both. It's my favorite podcast. Thank you for brightening my days. And I pulled that one just because I want to say to Mel, You've got a 12 and a 15-year-old, so you right now in quarantine probably have a very difficult situation of keeping those kids entertained and inside, but our hearts go out to you. Wishing you the best. Don't crack now. It's too early. (laughs) Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best to the Nest or go to besttothenest.com to subscribe to our newsletter. We are the podcast that brings you home. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.